the Broadway musical, a staple in American culture. And sometimes those musicals, which have their humble beginnings on a stage, find their way to the glitz and glam of Hollywood, and sometimes the other way around. On this podcast, we discuss all of those movie musicals that have made our hearts sing, cringe, and cry. This is Stage Rate. Still hang on to that I one. I don't care if this is in Chicago. It's fun. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, hello. Keep the whimsy, Adam. Keep the whimsy. <laughs> hello and welcome to Stage Rant, your favorite podcast where two dudes both equally secure in their masculinity and sexuality talk about the biggest shows that made their way from the big stage to the small screen. Every week, myself, Adam, a man who finds London Fog to be both charming and creepy, discuss the history of a movie musical with... Joe, a person who typically uh, is easily annoyed by Cockney accents. This one's kind of rough for that. Mm. Uh, with a lot of pointed, strong opinions, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, each week, we watch a movie musical and are sometimes joined by a friend who we may or may not have uh, forced to join us. So let's go ahead, pull back the curtain, and get started. So, Adam, mm-hmm. please tell me. Yes. What does <laughs> the bank process of foreclosure, uh-huh. Lin-Manuel Miranda, Beautiful man. and the wizarding world of Harry Potter have in common... <laughs> Well, you threw me for a loop with the third one, but yep. if, if I'm using my context clues here, I'm going to have to say, is this Mary Poppins Returns? This is Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, and right wow. out the gate, I need you to know that uh-huh. I firmly believe uh-huh. that Mary Poppins takes place in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. We're going to run with it. We're going to run with we're it. We're going to take it, we're going to hold it tight, and we're going to run with it. I just need everyone to know mm-hmm. that that's the foundation that we're, ju- that's our jumping off point. Yeah. Is that... This takes place in Harry Potter. Yes. Cool. Where were we? Ah, uh, yes. 2018. 2018. Mary Poppins. But before we get into the history of this, frankly, just amazing movie musical, we have a guest with us. Joe, would you be the do we the honors and introduce our guest? guest? So, you know, feminists are really cool, um, and this is the, <laughs> this is the coolest feminist I know. Her name is Corinne. Corinne is a uh, I would say lifelong, but technically that's not true. Um, I mean, I've known her for a couple years now. She's pretty neat. Uh, she likes vegetables, uh, different types of wine, uh, kombucha. Fermentation queen over here. And women's rights. Corinne, would you like to introduce yourself? I think I nailed it. I think you did. I don't know if there's anything else your listeners really need to know about me other than, like, Joe, I also have a lot of opinions. I know. This is going to be so exciting. (laughs) And I'm just ready to share them. Oh my gosh. Well, first share with us if you would. Yes. um, Keeping in mind that the correct answer is no. Uh, Were you forced under threat of death by either myself or my co-host to watch this film? Keeping in mind the right answer is no. I was genuinely not threatened to watch this movie. I almost didn't because I was trying to figure out if it would be funnier if I would just come into this podcast with my little bit of Chardonnay and no context but just And opinions. a loose concept of the sequel to Mary Poppins. a loose concept of the film. But I have since decided, no, I should watch it. Mm-hmm. So I watched it and finished it approximately an hour ago. And, and I'm here. <laughs> I'm excited. We're ready to Certified go. Certified fresh. All right. And we have one more question for you. Um, when did you first encounter this movie musical? An so like, ago? so like, obviously you like, encountered it recently. Was it re- was this the first time you had seen it, or was it like, oh, I saw it when it came out, and I'm just rewatching it now? Oh no, this is the first time I've ever. Oh, seen so it. an hour ago was the answer. You had first encountered so, it an hour ago. But yes. like, how did you not see this when it came yeah. out? Like, I do you hate joy? I do you not, hate whimsy? I will not go on the record as someone who hates whimsy or joy. <laughs> okay. Joy is unironically my favorite word. I mm. just don't 
often go to the movie theater and watch mm. movies. Okay. But I remember this movie coming out and being very excited because I love Julie Andrews and I was really excited mm. to see the direction that this was going yep. mm. to go. And I am a big fan of Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. She's doing everything in life right. I mean, she's she married to John Krasinski, so can this woman do anything wrong? I think the answer is no. 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 And spoiler, uh, unfortunately, there is no Julie Andrews in this movie. I know. She's not here. She's There's, not. There, this is Julie Andrews free. Uh, Imagine just going through that whole movie, as we did, and thinking the balloon lady is going to be Julie Andrews. But bam, no. It's, it's not. It's the talking teapot for Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to give us Julie Andrews, it's, like that's also something fun to still give your viewers. Yeah, it's Disney's other old white woman ace up their sleeve. She's the oldest woman to ever appear in a Disney movie in this. Really? Yes. How old is Angela Lansbury? I have You've only called her the teapot woman so Literally far. no clue. I, but oh. she has to be. So she's only four months older than Dick Van Dyke. And he's old. Yes. And Google he's old. Google that shit. Google that <laughs> shit. Welcome to the new, uh, uh, new segment here. Google that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Google. How old is Angela Lansbury? 94 years old. Oh, 94! She kills it in this. Thank she... you, Google. Wow. And, I, and technically, wow. she's 96 now. That was 2018. This yeah, 2018. Out, so... And she's still ticking. She's still ticking. Clicking along as a teapot. Good for yeah, her. God wow. bless her. So before we hop into the uh, the plot here, we're going to go over a few box office numbers and a little bit of history leading up to this movie musical. So the budget for this was $130 million, estimated. Uh, opening weekend in the U.S. was twenty-three million five hundred and twenty-three thousand one hundred and twenty-one dollars. Adam, when did this movie come this out? This was a Christmas movie. Damn right, it's a this Christmas movie. This was December twenty-third, twenty-eighteen. It's got all your favorite things. Mm. London lamp lighters. London lamp lighters <laughs> in pre-World War One London. Yep. Oh no, post-World War One London. Isn't it pre? Post-World War One, pre-World War Two. This is during the Great Depression. Or as they called it, the Great Slump. The Great Slump. <laughs> this yeah. is the 1920s, yes. They talk a lot about economic depression in this There's movie. There's a lot of talk about slumps in this movie. Like so. they, they mention the economic depression by name multiple times. Yeah. It's in us it's in the opening song. I mean this movie Literally. is Lin Manuel's well, like soon the slump will disappear. Yep. It won't be long. I'm like, thanks, Lynn. Right. I yeah. mean, we are talking about a movie where the main motivating plot factor. It's is a po- bank foreclosure on a home. <laughs> on a childhood home. You know, whimsy. Whimsy. <laughs> and uh, so, getting back to the numbers here, the gross U.S. Uh, profit here was $171,958,438, and worldwide, roughly $349 million. So, this movie made its budget back, and then some. And, uh, of course, we talked about this before with some of the other movies we talked about, but thinking about... The actual uh, budget and also marketing, which... Which is just your budget times two. Yeah, so they roughly made their money back. It's like 260... Uh, essentially, the budget would have been around $260 million to produce this whole shebang. Mm-hmm. And it made roughly $100 million. Now, I don't know how much they paid to have it on Netflix. I don't... Right. We don't know any of that aftermarket detail. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bought it on digital Blu-ray mm. because it's Mary Poppins fucking returns she's back baby she's back baby (laughs) too fast too poppins like i i adore this movie but so before we and and it has great reviews too like it it sits pretty comfortably on like rotten tomatoes it does it's a 79 on rotten tomatoes Mm -hmm. 
it's at a 4.7 out of 5 on Facebook where yeah. I go for, you know, knowledge about everything in life. Everyone knows that Facebook is the most reliable source for all information. Yeah, absolutely. Just ask my grandma. Just, oh, God. I <clears throat> <clears throat> don't know if we have time to unpack that. We don't. Um, but before we jump into the rant, mm-hmm. can we play a quiz? Sure. Adam, I adore these. I love how the internet is full of, like, the ultimate, the hardest, the an impossible, oh, uh-huh. insert blank movie here quiz. Right. And so we're going to play the ultimate Mary Poppins Returns quiz. Oh, uh, and this is on Beano.com. I don't know what Beano is. I think Beano is a British comedy magazine. Well, that would explain why it's here. We could also take the Wonder Woman quiz and the Star Wars character name quiz, but uh, or the Guess the Harry Potter quote. Maybe Mary Poppins will show up in that. Maybe. Because <laughs> this happens to the be wizards, set in the Wizarding World, world of Harry Potter. Potter. Okay, so what we're going to do is it's going to be Adam versus Cred. Oh, okay. And so both of you have watched this within the past 24 hours. Yes. So hopefully this knowledge is fresh. Oh, boy. So I need you to buzz in. Okay. To, and uh, if you're listening at home, you are more than welcome to play along. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in what city is Mary Poppins really- London. I did not finish oh, oh, oh. the question. Sorry. In defense of Adam, you did lay out the ground rules. Fine. You, you I must yeah. finish the question. Okay, fine. Thank you, Corinne. <clears throat> In what city is Mary Poppins return set? Corinne. London. Corinne, that is correct. You're at 100%. Thank you. Uh, in which street do the Banks family live? Adam. Cherry Tree Lane. Damn right it's Cherry Tree Lane. No way in hell I was going to get that. No, it's actually which, 11 Cherry Tree Lane. Which of the... F- <laughs> like, it's, it's fine. <laughs> Down the street from Sherlock Holmes. It's whatever. Um, which of the following songs does not appear in this movie? I need to turn the computer. No cheating. Um, is it Turning Turtle? Can you imagine that? Big for your boots. The place where the lost things go. Oh, that was close. I'm going to give it to Corinne. Give it to Corinne. Big for your boots. Big for your boots. It's not a song in this. It's not. Is that an actual song? I don't know. It's actually just the Puss in Boots song from the Shrek movies. Turning Turtle is Meryl Streep. All America needs to know. Yeah. Name of the actress who plays Mary Poppins. Adam. Emily Blunt. It's obviously Emily Blunt. Do we like Emily Blunt? Yeah. I freaking love Emily Blunt. She's great. I think so. Corinne, you texted me earlier and you're like, if I had to pick a character... I, no, yeah, I was like, I'm watching it, and I was like, tag yourself, because obviously I would be <laughs> Jane. Obviously. She wears pants. She the fights labor for organizer. She's a labor organizer, and Joe's like, I'm Mary Poppins. And I was like... <laughs> I feel, at times, like I have Mary Poppins energy. I'm just kind of sick of everyone's shit at all times. Children annoy me, but they are my profession at the moment. I agree with you. Are we both Mary Poppins? <laughs> There's not nearly enough floating. Next question. Exactly. I love Emily Blunt in this. Maybe mm. just because I want to be married to John Krasinski. Because just... Don't we all? John Krasinski. Viewers, um, give me a thumbs up if you want to be married to John Krasinski. <laughs> Mention it in the likes in the comments if you want to be uh, married yes, to I guess the JK. viewers of the audio only format. <laughs> cool. <laughs> what is Jack's profession? He's a lamplighter. Damn right he is a lamplighter. Lin-Manuel Miranda goes around London and lights lamps. Mm -hmm. In a fleet, an armada, if you will, of lamplighters. There are so many of them. So many. How else are you going to stop a clock? (laughs) We'll talk about that. What a goofy climax that shit is. It's not even the climax. What is it that carries the Banks family into the air? Balloons. 
damn right it is. There's nowhere to go but up. There's nowhere to go but up. Nowhere to go mm-hmm. but up. Except for when they come back down. We're at like we're at hundred percent. This is this is this yeah. is not the ultimate Mary Poppins return. <laughs> this is a Mary Poppins. This is amateur hour. What is this? Come on. One of the questions was who plays Mary Poppins? What yeah. is the what is the timeline in which Michael has to repay his loan Corinne to the Fidelity Fiduciary oh! Bank? You're both disqualified! He has until the last stroke of Big Ben at midnight on Friday! Damn right it is. He has until Friday at midnight. Yeah. In a time where everyone goes off of one clock, even though everyone has their own clocks. <laughs> name. The name of the three children. Corinne. Annabelle. Georgie. John. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, you just said that, like, questioning, and I'm like, yeah. I was just like, I think it's John. Who's our least favorite of the kids? Georgie. It's Georgie, right? Georgie. God. <laughs> I like, could go on about Georgie. He tries his best. It does he though. I, he's forget, like seven. Let's not forget that they oh, are Georgie is not children. seven. Georgie's like five. Fine. Georgie's like Can't five. stay off the grass to save his life. Also, the parallels. They're children. Next mm. question. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to the parallels later, apparently. Can you name the three animals? That kidnapped the children at the Royal Dalton Music Hall. Adam. It's a wolf, it's a badger, and it's a weasel. Damn right it is. Which uh, one is Colin Firth? Uh, <coughs> <laughs> He's the wolf. Damn right he is. Um, we're at 100%. Yeah. Um, so, Michael needs a special certificate to pay the bank. Where does he find it? Corinne. Georgie had it all along. He put it into the kite... That was the same kite that Mary Poppins taught them how to fly with their parents in the original movie. Everything is connected. Wow. No, literally. Wow. Oh, that's, that's our result. It just, it's, it's a picture of Mary Poppins and it says, wow. wow. Just, just says, wow. You're basically Mary Poppins with this perfect score. Wow. wow. That's 100%. So, now that we've taken our quiz, I'm going to give a little brief background here to this whole shebang. So, Mary Poppins uh, started off in the 19... Uh, 1934, from the first... A book was published of Mary Poppins by P.L. Travers. She was an Australian-British author. Uh, and then in 1964, Walt Disney was like, I'd like to buy the rights to that. And then he did, after a lot of fighting, which you can see in the movie Saving Mr. Banks. Which yeah, I was going to say, that's... Which, if I'm being honest, is Disney propaganda. I'm just going to say it. It's okay. It's fine. Tom Hanks is Walt Disney. He's way too adorable to be... The actual Walt Disney, who was the bad guy, not a good person. <laughs> isn't um, saving Mr. Bank? It like isn't isn't Disney bad? Disney is the bad guy. He's that, the bad guy. He is the bad guy. Yeah. Is this before or after he froze himself? Uh, this is this was 2013. This was after he froze himself. Oh, sorry. The movie in the movie. Oh, this is way before. <laughs> Do we think Disney actually froze his brain? I mean. We have so much to gain from believing he did. Yeah. I just, Googled, I just Googled Saving Mr. Banks to remember when it came out. It was 2013, and yeah. I also haven't seen that movie either. That, that one, it's it's not as uplifting as you'd think. It's very depressing. And that's why they had to get Tom Hanks. It, if it wasn't Tom Hanks, would people hate it more? Well, it's a weird movie, because, like, it's... <laughs> it's commenced debate. I mean, like, well, I mean... This is my podcast now. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I'm the host now. I am the host now. So, here's the thing. Another Tom Hanks film. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Tom Hanks Hour. Um, 
that one it focuses a lot on like P.L. Traverse's like own father like father issues it's complicated anyway uh, and so then of course we had the 94 uh, musical fantasy film as Wikipedia describes musical it musical fantasy um, film Mary Poppins starring Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke and this one um, this one the best uh, actress for Julie Andrews uh, it won Best Film Editing, Best Original Score, Best Visual Effects, and Best Original Song for Chim Chim Cherie. Oh my god, that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe has some interesting thoughts about oh the original movie. Is now the time to share them, Joe? I think it's okay. Really? I'll be okay. I It's one of those classic movies where I watch it, and I'm like, do I get why this was such a big deal? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I want to watch it? Not even in the slightest. Really? No. It it it's it drags. It's oh. difficult for me to sit there, and it's it's the same reason I don't dislike er, I dislike Grease. You know, um, like use words. There aren't bad morals in Mary Poppins like there are in Grease. No. <laughs> so well, yeah. So that's going for it. Right. It's not like Grease where they're joking about consent. Right. right. Like yeah. I no me gusta. Yeah. But like it's just it's it's just old and i don't like it and mm. it's like i'm fine i get it but i'd much rather just watch princess diaries that's fair if that's like fair. you know you know i mean Andrews is still doing well despite whether or not you liked mary poppins right yeah. and i don't need her to she doesn't need you she, to like she, it yeah like no. <laughs> yeah there's the feminist corinne i there like she doesn't she doesn't need my approval Absolutely and not. i i don't not need hers but like also mm. It's fine. It's okay. So, so what is interesting about this musical, or about the original movie, is that this came out the same year as the movie musical My Fair Lady, which casted Audrey Hepburn as the main female role in that musical. The issue being Julie Andrews originated the role in The West End. And when she was not picked for My Fair Lady, Disney's like, hey there, disgraced Broadway actress, would you like to be in this musical? And but she's, she's like, I have a baby. And she's like, um, all right, fine. And then she won the Best Actress. Both her and Audrey Hepburn were nominated for Best Actress at the Oscars that year. And in Julie Andrews' acceptance speech, she thanked Walt Disney. She thanked her cast and crew. And she thanked the producer and director of My Fair Lady for not casting her in their movie. And I believe it was also, I think she was in production for Mary Poppins when mm-hmm. she got the role for Sound of Music. Yeah. I think they hadn't even seen her yet, but they had already been like, we need you to be Maria. I heard good yeah. things. What are you going to do with a girl like Maria? <laughs> how do you solve a problem like Maria? I, so, like, how do you? <laughs> do you ever do an episode on that? You, pe- you pesky Maria, you. I said, <laughs> you said you wanted to do Red. I could do multiple. I've seen you could more be than a re- one. You, you could, could be, be a recurring host. host. Recurring co-host, yeah. Host? <laughs> recurring co-host. Oh, okay. Co-host. Co-host. We're the host. Anyway. So then, uh, <laughs> in, in comes 2018. Mary Poppins returns. She's back, baby. She's back, baby. Yeah. And uh, this is what I find, and what I like about this, is that you have Julie Andrews' version of Mary Poppins, and it has a very distinct look. Yes. And Emily Blunt's Mary Poppins also has a very distinct look. And I like that it's not trying to be a reboot. It's not trying to be like, let's forget that the first one ever happened. Because there's, as you mentioned before we were recording, Corinne, this is a this is a nostalgia fest mm-hmm. at its core. Right. This is just like, remember the first one? Psst. Hey, you it's like that one? It's kind of like one. a Force Awakens in the Star Wars franchise. 
Look at you making Star Man. Wars references. Okay, pretty much. Yeah, this is like. Thank you. Hey, Lucas Luke's lightsaber. Oh wow. Oh, hey, it's the kite that they they flew. Hey, Lucas. Hey, the, it's the uh, kite. Hey, it's the kids. Hey, it's the, the lamplighter. Ah, uh, it's all these things. Ha yeah. ah. They straight up reference Bert. Just like, hey, where's Bert? Ah, uh, he's not in this one. Okay. Oh, okay. But then Dick Van Dyke comes back and is a different guy. He's well, he's the same character he played in the original movie. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke plays like three characters in the first one, but he's right. only ever known for Bert. But he had like a weird thing where he flipped around the, the letters in his name to make a fake character, like, act, like stage name. Just like Tom Riddle? <laughs> <laughs> yes, just like Tom Riddle. Cool, cool, cool. Just checking. Yes. Um, so then 2018, Mary Hoppins uh, Returns comes out. Sorry, Emily Blunt, Lynn on Miranda, a bunch of annoying British kids. Um... <laughs> Who else? This is oppressively British. It's so British. It's so and British. you know what? That's all you need to know because now we're going to talk about that movie. So let's get into the stage rant. And Joe, kick it off. How does this movie start? This starts with a nice little bike ride around London with Lin Manuel Miranda. I did not know anything about this movie going into it. Really? Last thing I knew, it was Christmas, and I was opening presents, and my mom's like, we're gonna go see Mary Poppins, and I'm just like, I didn't like the first, and she's <laughs> like, you might like this one, and I'm like, we will see, and I loved it, but so, yeah. so it's like, you know, it opens up over foggy London, and we're introduced to Lin-Manuel Miranda, and I'm just like, is that Lin-Manuel Miranda? <laughs> is that Alexander Hamilton? <laughs> what are you doing here? It's like, what did you get here? Um, and so he's a lamplighter in London. He's he's riding around on his BMX bike with a ladder, mm-hmm. as lamplighters do. Yeah. Um, this movie taught me a lot about, you know, infrastructure of London in the post-war era. Yeah. Um, the more you know, I guess. Yeah. Very cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, get a light bulb. <laughs> Not America. Um, so he's singing underneath the lovely London sky, and he is introducing us to the economic depression that is occurring. Yeah. Things are glum. He's pulling out charts. He's pulling out, like, look at these stats. It's, it's like, not good. It's like Trump during the Axios interview. He's just like, but look. Look at this Look chart. at these here charts. There's statistics of unemployment skywalking. Just like, would you believe that this many homes are being foreclosed? Wink. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. wink. Lin-Manuel oh. Miranda, wink. I made Hamilton. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda lip bite? My bad. <laughs> There's also a it's lot me, of Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Between Jane and Jack, there's a lot of sexual tension in this movie. That's why he exists in this movie. But I'm so confused because I thought the entire time Lin's character, Jack, is just trying to get with Mary Poppins. She but is a ter- magical, omnipotent being. You can't fuck her. Well, no, she's a witch. Let's just oh, she's a witch. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> They don't have to be mutually exclusive. She can be both. Well, not, not, she doesn't know everything. She just knows more than muggles. <laughs> Which, at this point, is everything. Everything. Okay. She knows everything. True. But we're going to get to Ellen and Molly Weasley later. <laughs> is Mary Poppins an agent of God? Who's to say? Quite possibly, yes. Um, and so, like, he en- he ends his, his singing journey mm-hmm. on Cherry Tree Lane. Yes. And we meet Admiral Boom... From the original movie. From the original. He's still out there. He's still doing his wacky cannon thing. <laughs> on his roof. On his roof. Oh, Which looks damn. like a boat. I just, like, I don't know. Are there no ordinances against launching cannons? I assume They're in a Great Depression. Thing. I think they have bigger problems. Okay, but quick pause. Like, this is an upper middle class <laughs> neighborhood in London. 
I mean, borderline. No one upper is. Class. Yes, no one is upset with the fact that the fucker next door is launching cannons <laughs> on the hour. Not to mention that their houses face a public park. A public so park. So someone's gonna get smashed with a cannonball every hour. I assume it's blanks. I assume he's not. <laughs> it, it, is, it is definitely like, blanks. It, it probably is blanks. And that's why it's not a problem. But it's, it's just not. annoying. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's. But I feel like he's been doing it for so long. Like maybe the first few times, they're like, "Hey, don't do that." And he's like, "I'm a sea captain." And they're like, "All right." But they're like, "Dude, you're really not though. Like, <laughs> you are in the middle of urban London. <laughs> Please stop you are watching Cannon." Dream <laughs> yeah. Anywho, so we meet mm. <laughs> eccentric Admiral Boom. Yes. Um, and he complete and he's complaining to like Mr. Binnacle, mm-hmm. uh, that Big Ben is not on time Big because ben timeliness has a lot. To do, to with, do this with this movie. Yeah. Because in a time where... Who... Like, Big Ben... I guess, So I guess I just appreciate... I don't appreciate modern technology. Okay. Because, like, I don't have to walk outside every morning and sync my watch to that right. clock tower over there. Right. So, like, also learning about the infrastructure mm-hmm. of time during this... During right. this era. Yeah. Um. So he's complaining that Big Ben is not on time. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. It's gonna be important later. It's it's. It plays a bigger role than it probably. Chekhov's shows. clock. It, it's gonna be important later. It's just like it's literally the climax. Whatever. Yeah. Um. So we meet. We meet the household of and the banks. It's in disarray. It's in disarray. It's like they don't have a nanny. It's. <laughs> they have a housekeeper who is not qualified to be a nanny. Yeah. But is qualified. Which is wild. Also not qualified to keep the house. How do you... This this is where I want to poke some holes in Joe's Harry Potter theory. Because the (laughs) housekeeper, Ellen, is performed by the same actress who plays Molly Weasley. Mm -hmm. Who, like, keeps a whole house together. With magic. With magic. But now doesn't have magic here? Is it amnesia? Is it the not same universe? So here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Originally I was hesitant with Joe's theory. But I'm going to join him on this one it's you know that kind of that host solidarity there and um here's the thing with it's men picking men over women jesus christ strike one adam okay strike three and we have to cancel the show (laughs) then we're We're hashtag canceled canceled. (laughs) so maybe molly weasley was like oh damn I need to really pick up the house. This like I have let the house go a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Knowing her, she wouldn't let it happen. But maybe it does, you know. And she's like, I'll, I'll use a time turner. But then something goes wrong. You know, she gets stuck in like a time loop. And then poof, she spit out in 1920s Cherry Tree Lane, London. With and she, when she pops out of the time loop, she maybe like hits her head or something. I don't know how. And then she starts a family of like 40. Yeah, and then <laughs> she's like... I'm just, I guess I'm a housekeeper now, and some poor people... And somehow I've gotten older. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I've gone back in time. It's like Ant-Man in Avengers Endgame. Like, she was... But for her, like, 50 years passed for her, but only five hours passed in the real world. Mm. Fascinating. Anyways, we are meeting the house. So, things are in disarray. Like, the water pipes are bursting. They're trying to make breakfast there's lawyers at the door annabelle this very adult child was like i'm calling the plumber all of these <laughs> children are at least 40 like, <laughs> like yeah they're like mm-hmm. oh i'll call the plumber as if this happens every day it might right. happen every day it's yeah. possible pipes were not what they are today back then they were newer back then so they should have been better back then well 
different materials. Oh, Anyways, that's right. we when could we, argue about tubes. When there. we still <laughs> need porcelain pipes, right? So, like, the house is in disarray. All of the children are forty. There's lawyers at the door, and that's the big thing. And that's, that's the big thing. And the lawyers are there because <laughs> because it's time to foreclose on the Banks's house because uh, Michael Banks. So yes. Michael and Jane, the original kids from the uh, original, yeah. uh, first film, right they, now, they're all grown up. All grown up. They're adults now. It's it's nice to see. Yeah, Jane, uh, she is a single, strong, independent feminist who is working for Spruce, which I forget what it stands for. I don't know the union. It's it's she's a union or she's a labor organizer. As the one uh, a lawyer says, oh, a labor organizer. She wears pants, so you don't forget. She wears that pants. She goes against time. She's not married. Nope. Right. She lives in a flat uptown by herself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And uh, so Jane is doing that. Michael, on the other hand, is, is like, recently widowed. Recently widowed, and is just kind of a mess. And understandably so, you know, recently widowed. That's not right. fun. That's not cool. Um, you have three children constantly pestering you about your financial state. Like, right. Yeah. They didn't go to the groceries that day, so they're going to have herring and marmalade, which... Not the good, great not, meal. Not, yeah, and then yeah. later when they decide they're going to go, they're like, okay... Dad didn't give us enough money, but he doesn't know that, but we know that, so here's how we hack the system. Right. I'm like, like our mom used I'm to. like, dude, yeah. you are 11. <laughs> like we're going to get half-price day-old bread, and then we're going to go, maybe we'll get like some like already open jar or something. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Uh. But then... The kite. Well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll oh. get there. Hey, you know what? Let's just jump forward. You know what? Yeah, kite. basically. So the kids are doing some shit. He's yeah. cleaning out. He's clean. Uh, the dad is trying to clean out his attic. Because they're looking for the shares. He's looking for shares that his family owns in the bank that he works out so that he can use those as collateral to pay off his house so that yes. he can li- stay, remain in his childhood I home. I did skip but a large plot point there. It's not, it's not absolutely massive, but it's I get okay. why we're jumping to the kite, because the kite's fun. Because the so, first musical number, besides Lin-Manuel's, it's kind of meh. Underneath the lovely London sky, it's great. It's, like, great. it's a great start, but a conversation is literally him talking to his dead wife. It's... And I'm like, oh, this is a Christmas movie <laughs> and he's just like where'd you go and i'm like the ground <laughs> but then we circle back to that later which we're, with we're, some questionable advice from mary poppins because according to mary poppins their dead joke. mother is hanging out in a place with a bunch of lost forks <laughs> now <laughs> Yeah, her theology's not sound there, but we'll talk about that later. A bunch of lost forks behind the moon. <laughs> behind the moon. So, like, the dad's throwing out stuff, and Georgie finds a kite. Or mm-hmm. The kite's blowing around, and Georgie, like, runs underneath a bush. Um, this is the time in history where everyone is really particular about staying off of grass. There are people <laughs> whose whole job it is to take care of the grass. And Georgie Banks, don't give up fuck about your job taking care of the grass he's a lawless motherfucker (laughs) he's like i'm gonna walk on your grass i'm a child my mom's dead like i don't know if the last one has anything to do with it but that's brutal you got your Lacroix. you're ready (laughs) what flavor Lacroix? um grapefruit grapefruit okay okay so it, it tastes loosely this, like a... This is not... Some seltzered water was... With like battery acid. 30 feet away from this a grapefruit in the same podcast. room. This is not a podcast. I thought we were talking about movie musicals. Anywho. Anyway. So the movie very briefly turns into Stephen King's It. The one with the clown. <laughs> it becomes a horror movie Because Georgie almost dies. So, which Straight by the up. way, like, I don't 
know, frankly, if that kite. So Georgie is like chasing after a kite. He grabs on to the rope because the, the wind kite. is picking up. Yeah, the mm-hmm. wind. A tsunami has come out of nowhere. And and then he's flying it for a little bit. And he's flying it very briefly, but then the like it's the so kite's strong. taking off that yeah. it's like oh my gosh we're gonna lose Georgie. Yeah. To I assume Pennywise the dancing clown on the other end of that kite trying Literally. to kidnap children. <laughs> I'm just saying there's yeah. weird parallels, which yeah. also, by my logic, means that the It movies take place in the Harry Potter universe. I digress. So, <laughs> there's some fun ramifications there. Oh um, and so, like, the kite's taking off, and Georgie's about to, like, you know, die. And all of a sudden, Lin-Manuel Miranda shows up because he's a goddamn hero. Yeah, and he... Well, I think... Oh, so here's my, my theory with Lin-Manuel here. He understands that when the East Wind picks up, Shit's going down, and that shit is Mary Poppins. And she's literally coming down from the sky. He, so the wind is coming from the east? It literally, she is, according to the book series Wikipedia, she is um, an English nanny blown by the east wind. Uh-huh. So the east wind implies that it's coming from the east. Because in the original yes. movie, Which tells me says, wind from the east. And sun's from the west. Oh, sorry, that's Arabian Nights from... Harp a car, and fly. To another Arabian night. Anyway. Arabian night. So, like, does that mean that she... I like to think that she lives in, like, Eastern Europe. <laughs> That's where she's Which spends makes her free sense time. for later on when we find out her cousin, who's from Eastern Europe. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mary Meryl. Poppins lives in Western Czechoslovakia. Germany. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say Sweden. That makes more sense. Or Switzerland. I, I like Czechoslovakia more. But anywho, Lin Manuel Miranda shows up because he's a GD hero, and he's just mm-hmm. like, "No, child, don't die. Yeah. Let me <laughs> grab you by your boot." Yep, here's the boot. Which, when I first saw this movie, I was like, he's going to fly out of the boot, and he's going to keep going. He's just going to bite. And then Mary Poppins is going to save him, but no, because he's a goddamn hero. Right. Lin-Manuel saves him. Yep. And then, so, like, they're flying the kite, and the... <laughs> in the biggest god allegory, the... 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 the Literal clouds part. part. And Mary Poppins descends and instantly is just a sarcastic, sarcastic woman. <laughs> she starts telling off the kids. The kids appear. Right off the the and even the way she lands, she like lands ready to walk. Yeah, she's just she like, lands. We're doing shit. She's like, You're dirty. What's wrong with your face? What are you doing with this kite? <laughs> like, Georgie, you almost died. Like, you, little girl, you are dirty. <laughs> like, I am now your but nanny. I, but I know your name, so. What if also, it's fine? the insult she tells Annabelle, like, you could grow a garden in your coat. I'm like, damn! Bitch. Like, what if this is how nannies actually approached families in Great Britain? I would like they to. just walk up to them in the street and you're like, you're dirty. Your teeth are bad. <laughs> Well, hold on, That ladder, it's Britain in the 1920s, exactly. Everyone has shit teeth. Um, yeah, I like that implication that this is just how things are done back then. Um, and then she's just like, cool, I'm your nanny, let's go to your house. And the kids are like, okay. No questions asked. And so, like, then, real briefly, her and Jack have an exchange Mm -hmm. where Jack's, like, without really introducing Mary Poppins, like, Hey kids, I met this woman when I was a lot like your age. But like, you yeah. don't know me. But you don't know me either. <laughs> but also we find out that Jack also like had a thing for Jane, like they were a lot younger. But so we're getting to that. We're getting there. 
And uh, then Mary Poppins is like, hey, where's Bert? And he's like, he went sailing to go see the world. And she's like, mm, okay. That's it. No care for her, like, BFF. And, oh, don't forget that he's like, you look good. She goes, I know. I know. <laughs> she doesn't say, I know, but she knows. Her yeah. confidence is incredible in this. Because I mean, yeah. she's Poppins, nearly perfect in every way. Practically, practically, practically perfect. perfect. Every way. <laughs> Okay, so she's practically perfect in every way. I just wants Mary Poppins for Halloween. Of course, really? you mm-hmm. were. That makes perfect sense. Were you classic Mary Poppins or Emily Blunt Mary Poppins? This was my freshman year of college. So, so classic, classic Mary. Mary okay. So they go back to her, their the bank's home, and Mary Poppins walks in, and the uh, the bank's children are like like the adults are like uh right. the fuck. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's safe to say that there are the bank's children. And there are the kids. Yes. Because she says, I'm here to take care of the bank's children and also you, referencing the younger ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So So her work is not yet complete. No. no. She thought it was and then and Michael then... just lost the whimsy. Lost the whimsy. Yeah. So like the implication I guess mm-hmm. is that once you grow up, you just lose whimsy. It's like the Polar Express and believing in the bell. Right. Like, yes. Yes. You it's stop the bell being from... fun when you're an adult. Right. And yeah. so, like, the Banks children wrote off their entire, the entire first movie. Because they're like... Except for Jane. Kind of. Kind of. Jane was like, we had a lot of imagination. And Michael was like, that shit never happened. Yeah, he's I, just like, don't no. mention it. Don't talk about the time that we jumped into the chalk painting and danced with the penguins. Right. As mm-hmm. opposed to Jane, who's just kind of like, we, we had imagination. We had fun. We had it fun. Was a good time. And then she's exposed to the fact that it's magic, and she's like, oh, right, it's magic. Duh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, they're like, I'm going, Mary Poppins is like, I'm going to be your nanny. Yeah. And they're like, we can't pay you. And she's just like, that's fine. That's fine. And then she glides up the stairs. And they're like, the the debate the 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 banks children have about bringing her in is hilarious to me because they're like oh she's unemployed <laughs> we're helping her we're in the great slump right this right. purely ageless woman right is unemployed this woman who has not aged in the past thirty years in fact looks kind of younger than she did originally yeah <laughs> good is that is that Emily Blood <laughs> Did you get some work done, Mary Poppins? Were you in the war? Incredible. So Mary Poppins jumps into the nanny stuff right away. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, time for a bath. And the children are, or the kids are like, we don't want to have a bath. And she's just like, we can draw our own bath. We're 40 years old. (laughs) Annabelle, the strong, independent 11 year old who don't need no nanny, Mm -hmm. you know, comes in and is like, we can do this. And John's like, I'll turn it off myself. And he goes, yeah. I don't like bubbles, which is a lie. Everyone. Everyone loves bubbles. Everyone, Everyone loves bubbles. Oh my gosh. Who Imagine if right now if we had bubble wands. <gasps> that would make this podcast 1,100 times more fun for us and way more annoying for our listeners. Because <laughs> I'd be like, hi, I popped a bubble. And they'd be like, cool. <laughs> Glad we can't I still see can't that. see you. <laughs> <laughs> Not how audio works. And so they're like, yeah. we can draw our own bath on account that we are 40-year-old mini-adults. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, okay, died. sounds cool. And she performs what is a connection to me, to Harry Potter. She has the bottomless bag. Mm-hmm. Where she pulls out all of this shit, including a beach umbrella, mm-hmm. a pirate ship, yeah. <laughs> a freaking galleon, mm-hmm. and throws them into the bathtub. And the kids are just like, there's no such thing as magic. And she's like, okay. And then she like throws Georgie into the bathtub and he disappears. And the kids are like, well, wait. He consented. He did. Because yeah. he's 
uh, he's the youngest, but then he goes into the bathtub and the kids are like, and oh, you okay. hear him like fall. fall. And they're like, where'd he go? And she's just like, who wants to take a bath? And they're like, we want to take a bath. And she's like, okay. And then throws them into the bathtub. Except Annabelle's like, if you're not going in, I'm going to go in. Right. Right, because John's like, whoa, hold, like, slow your roll there, Poppins. What the fuck is happening and then here? the look on Mary Poppins' face when she sits <gasps> at like, the edge of the top. Here we go. And it's a little fourth wall break to the audience, like, welcome back to the Magic Kids. It's so cute. And then she back. dips backwards. It's so splendid. It is. It. it is so It's so much good. fun. Because for most of this movie, she's not really a smiling character. No. She's whimsical, but she's not, like... Oh, I'm, you know, super happy. This is the one moment right. where it's genuine joy. She, like, looks to the audience and she, as if she's saying, like, welcome back mm-hmm. to the joy that you felt when you saw Mary Poppins. Because this movie yeah. is about nostalgia. Nostalgia yes. and finding the whimsy. Finding the whimsy. And so she's like, here we go. And they do this, like, underwater musical number. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Where it's essentially her roasting the children's sense of logic. Yes. Where she's just like, ha ha ha, can you imagine that? Even though they're surrounded by all these things. Just like, sailing in the ocean, you're in a bathtub, can you imagine that? Mm -hmm. Ha ha, you're dumb, you don't know anything about your universe. Ha ha, I'm magic. Yeah. Because she's Mary Poppins. Right. she is magical and so they come out of the bath and they're like haha we just went on a like we just went on a magical adventure and the dad's just like haha we're gonna lose the home i don't care about you mm-hmm. and do do we like can you imagine that of all the songs in this it's not my favorite okay it's a little bit repetitive for me I don't know. It is a listing song. It is a listing song. Because it's her laying out a logical argument about it's how necessary. illogical things, yes. It's necessary, yes. Yes. Is it the best musical number? No. no. But does it provide in, like an integral part of the plot in moving the musical along? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Biggest annoyance with the song is she's like, to cook without a recipe, can you imagine that? I'm like, that's what I do. That's called how most people most, do. That's most, that's most times, yeah. but... I, so I can imagine that. Yeah. I'm currently doing that. I'm doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think what kills it for me, and this, taking just the music out and just the visuals, some of the CGI from 2018 has already kind of aged poorly. I think it's only in this, though. Just this Just scene. this song. Just this song, literally. It's just this song. Because I think what they did, and the rest of them look really great, and we'll talk about them when we get there, mm-hmm. but, like, the rest of them take place in, like, animated worlds. Mm-hmm. Or, Whereas in, or this the real is world ma- with practical effects. Yes. Yes. Whereas this one is, like, it looks like they're underwater, but like, but they're not. Underwater. But they're not. And they're like breathing underwater. <laughs> right. So like, I think it's fun. I like mm-hmm. the massive rubber ducky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 cute. Their bathtub boat. Yeah. yeah. The it's dolphins. Like, yeah. Like I I can imagine that. It does good things for good reasons. It does. Right. Um. So the children while they're doing that. Um. And so then, Papa. Papa Mike. Yeah. Aww. Big Mike. Poor Mike. Mike and Mike, Mike and Jane. Mike and Jay. Jay. <laughs> Mikey Jay. They well. they go to his workplace to the bank to like Their brother's sister name? <laughs> to see Their it. band name? <laughs> well Mikey Jay! Mikey Jay, give us money so our house doesn't foreclose next by. <laughs> so they go to the bank to see if the bank has record of mm-hmm. their shares in the bank. And they go to see the president of the bank. Who is played by uh, how would you describe this character, Corinne? <laughs> what do your notes say? <laughs> Attractive but sneaky. Attractive. Colin Firth. Uh. So Colin Firth is there. 
I wonder if you've seen the movie viewers, but we're going to pretend like you haven't. And I keep calling you viewers because I'm staring into this microphone stand like I can see you. So let's go on this journey together. Can you see people in the microphone? What are you... Are you Mary Poppins? <laughs> can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Can you that? imagine that? People, people, in, a people in a microphone. Can you imagine that? But it's Colin Firth in his smart little suit with his little mustache and his and little carnation seems, on his lapel. He seems nice. And he seems nice. But then you know he's not. He's like, oh, of course. Let me help you. You know how we know he's evil? When when the banks leave, he literally rips a page out of the ledger and throws it into Actually, the fire. Actually, we know he's evil before that. Because when he's flipping the pages, he's intentionally skipping the page that the banks would be on. I can't read cursive very well. No, but so, like, even the way he's moving the pages. He's doing it in a way, and he... He's after, doing it in a way that is like, oh, look... I can't seem to find what we're looking for. Because he then, after they leave, he turns the page back, rips out that page, and when he throws it into the fire, we see Banks yeah. written on there. So he got rid of the actual record they had of the original Mr. Banks's uh, Because he's evil. Because he's a greedy motherfucker. He's a fucking capitalist. <laughs> he's so much better in the... Bridget Jones trilogy. And Mamma Mia. <laughs> and Pride and Prejudice. And Mamma Mia exclamation point. Here we go again. He gets to be Mr. Darcy in both of them. <laughs> Except Colin for Mamma Mia. You can be whatever. <laughs> Especially Mamma Mia. <laughs> Colin Firth, you can be whatever you want as long as it's Mr. Darcy. <laughs> and so, like, so he's evil. And we flash yeah. to the children who are now aware of the plight of their father. Yeah. Because they're 40 year olds. Because they're 40-year-olds, and they understand the importance of finance. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, our mother said that this vase was was priceless, right. so let's sell it. But Georgie's like, I don't want to sell it, because mom. And the mm-hmm. kids are like, but we need to sell it to remember mom. And then they end up breaking it. Right. And Mary Poppins is just like, okay, seems like it's about time. She looks at her watch, looks at Big Ben. And she's like, seems like it's time for another magical adventure. Right. At this point, also, Jack has now joined the party. Mm-hmm. Because he was just outside, and He's he saw outside. them, and then he climbed through the window, a child's yeah. bedroom, well, he, well, he was to see Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins right. but it's still odd. It's a little weird, because he There's a front door, Jack. He mentions also that he's like, when I was younger, I saw this young lady who lived here. And she was just, I, man, she's so cute. Anyway. What a, ba- like, what a babe. <laughs> what a babe, that Jane Banks. And Mary Robbins was like, oh, she lives downtown in the flat on her own because she's a strong kind of woman who don't need no lamplighter. But she might. But she, she might. might. And that's the sexual tension in this children's movie, everyone, because apparently you can't have a children's movie without it. Yeah. So, Jack, it's important to note that Jack has never lost the whimsy. No. Oh. Jack he lives in the whimsy. He lives in the He's whimsy. He's Lin Goddamn Lin Manuel Miranda. Miranda. Whimsy. Mo Whimsy. Mo Whimsy. Lin Whimsy. Lin Manuel Miranda. Whimsy Manuel Miranda. Anywho, so they're like, Mary Poppins is like, time for an adventure. And yep. she's just like, Jack, are you ready? And he's just like, hell yeah. Like, I thought I was crazy all these years. Yeah. Let's do this shit. Mm-hmm. And so she spins the bowl, and then... Well, it the... breaks, and then they hear voices coming from the bowl. They hear that the bowl is talking. But that's not important. We're about to meet the talking characters. Right. Now we're that's in the true. now we're in porcelain world. We're in China land. We're in China land. Except we're not. We're in the bowl. We're, we're in, in the bowl. In the Royal Dalton Bowl. The Royal Dalton Bowl. Which is apparently worth a lot of dollars. Yeah, Royal Dalton, you can get some of that shit for like $2,000 for a plate. Apparently. Today. Now, oh my gosh, back then. 
Yeah, it would have been like ten dollars, which is like the equivalent of like a million. Today. Yeah, they could have bought their house and the Everyone, goddamn admiral's house. Why do you think, do you think they were the... trying to do? Anyways, back to the bowl. So now they're in the bowl, and they've met a depressed horse mm-hmm. and a British Irish, but Irish. I, he's me, Irish. an Irish but French. Because he's also a poodle. Dog. Yes. <laughs> named Seamus. Named Seamus. Because they say, you're, you're, that's right, I'm Irish. I'm Irish, and I'm like, what does that have to do with the plot? Which is kind of funny for 1920s England, because, like, they would have kicked the dog. Right. But anyway, but, racism between English and the Irish, we can get to that in the whole And situation. then, like, we meet the horse, who is essentially Eeyore. It's just if a big, Eeyore was a horse. It's a big Eeyore. Right. He's yeah. just like, I'm a horse. Yeah. Like, he's not happy with his lot in life. Mm-hmm. It's like if he had to pull around one of those, like, car, like a rickshaw. Right. Yeah, he's just one of those people, but he's mm-hmm. a sad Eeyore horse. Now, the horse has a really fun line I didn't catch until this watch-through of it. Can you where, imagine that? Yeah. Where one of the kids, I think Georgie's like, Mary Poppins can talk to a dog, and he, the horse goes, "Of course she can talk," and that's it. I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Oh, okay, thanks, because Eeyore. I was like, "Okay, haha." Anyway, and so ha, they like ha, they ha, they fix the wheel mm-hmm. on this broken carriage. on this yeah this broken carriage, and then they're like, "Let's go on a ride." Yeah. And Mary Poppins is like, "Fine, let's go on a ride, whatever." So they go on and a they're ride. All wearing clothes that are also painted. So I love how this looks because the costume design of this scene is. Right. In all of this, honestly, but in this specific scene, it looks all of their outfits have been painted like matte paintings, like mm-hmm. 2D paintings. Mm-hmm. And it looks very cool because you're like, it looks like an effect, but that's just their clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very well done. And they're like, the, the Seamus, the Irish talking dog, is like, where to? And Mary Poppins is just like, the Royal Dalton Music Hall, please. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, sure. So they go, and they they arrive mm-hmm. at an empty field. Right. And, and the like, kids are like, the fuck? Like, what, what is this? Where's the and, music And hall? she's like, oh, wait, I forgot. So she pulls out a different umbrella, a pink yeah. one, yeah. because yes. there's cause it's whimsy. Because whimsy. <laughs> yeah. And now they have a tent. Now there's yeah. a tent. But not just and any tent. The Royal, Royal Dalton, Dalton Music Hall. hall. And so, th- like, all of a sudden, she also just created life. And created all of these. It's also now nighttime. It's also now night. So she's a wizard, um, and so or just God, or just God, just super powerful. And uh, mm-hmm. they get to the entrance, and they're greeted by the tent master, the ringmaster, the wolf. Is, the t- is that his name? Is he the tent master? But he's not. But he's obviously the ring. He's running the whole shebang, and it's maybe a tent he's outdoors. the man. Well, maybe he's like he's the ticket guy. He's no, he's the property manager. Oh right, because he's, he's yeah. the landlord. He, yeah, he owns the yeah. He's managing the space, the performing venue. <laughs> yeah, he's the whimsical property manager. <laughs> uh, also voiced by Colin Firth. <gasps> and then he's just, thought? he's oh, like, go no. on in, get some food, watch the show, mm-hmm. and then here's an evil sneaky smile. Yeah, evil sneaky smile. So you know he's evil and sneaky. Mm-hmm. Just like Colin Firth. Just like Colin Firth. Missing the little pencil mustache. So they go inside, yeah. and there's just like there's a whole bunch of wacky characters. Just all there. animals. There's like a whale. There's a whale in the balcony. Box. Yeah. It's yeah. On box. One of yeah. The, one of the children almost sits on an entire family of mice. Small rodents. Gerbils. Small rodents. Hamsters. And they all just laugh it off. Just like, ha ha you always kill us. Happens all the uh, time. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> Jack, the the Jack appears on stage because apparently he's the MC. Of course. And he's just like, bucks and mares. 
dozen dozen does. does. Welcome to, to the show, show shows. shows. And then he's just like, our performer tonight is Mary Poppins, and she's just like, no, I really don't want no, to. <laughs> no. I I couldn't, but I could not. I do have my outfit change in the back. Hold on. Please don't okay. make me. Please don't make me perform. And then she goes on stage and she's like, okay, like I could never perform. And then she looks at the maestro and she's like, D flat major. <laughs> and we get this, this is my favorite song in the show. Really? The cover is not the book. Mm. Yes. And so, yeah, she talks about how, so this is another weird like adult thing where she talks, talks about this Uncle Gutenberg, which knowing where Who is an alcoholic. Who is an alcoholic. So like there's some stuff in this song. The yeah. co- a cover is not Let's the not book. Let's not forget Gutenberg. They all invented the book. The book. Or the printing, the book. Well, the printing And the press. first one was yeah. the Bible. She's an age... She is an archangel. The Archangel Poppins. So, like, there's some adult themes that pop up in this song. In, like, there's naked old women, there's sex among trees... Right. And there's beheaded professors. And we've talked about, like, the concept of burlesque before, but it's almost like one of those types of shows... It, it literally turns into Mary Poppins does her Belma Kelly impression. Yes. <laughs> a five, six, seven, eight. And so she's singing all these little stories meant to teach lessons. Mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel raps because he's Lin-Manuel. And we can't forget that he was in Hamilton. Right. It's yeah. like, lest we forget that this is Hamilton. Right. Right. Emily Blunt also has a bob now. Yes. She yeah. executes an incredible outfit change, which obviously mm-hmm. is not a real thing, but like would have been amazing if he was out on stage. Yes. Um... Great number. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun one. And the penguins from the first movie are The penguins back. are They're back. There. Sentimentality. Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fun one. So I hope you like this song, because it's about to turn into Fast and Furious. Because it uh, turns into a kid's <laughs> horror movie real quick. Yeah, this Which... is the plot point that I was like, I get what you're doing, because now we're seeing the wolf, the badger, and the weasel. They mm-hmm. steal the toy giraffe, whose name is... Gilly! Yes, thank you, Adam. You're welcome. Is it really Gilly? Yeah. Okay, nope. cool, Gilly. No points for Joe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Corinne. So, yeah, Wait, then they all... Do you want to stick around after this? We can do a good job. This is <laughs> half to... I said earlier... This is quite this literally is my, my house. <laughs> I said earlier, You're in my home. <laughs> this is my podcast. Um. So, like, the children are kidnapped. Well, they're, they're, so Gilly's taken, and also, like, all the nursery... So I guess, like, the bowl world and the real world, the veil has been, has, has been broken. And now they're going to the real world and, like, stealing yes. actual stuff. The because house. Because the wolf. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, which is fascinating to me because the children haven't met Colin Firth yet. No. So, but, oh, but well, they, it's magic. But it's they magic. then it's use magic. it later on in the movie to recognize that he's the bad guy. It's fine. It's magic. Shh, it's magic. You know. Oh. Never believe it's not so. Okay. Um, so, like, there's this weird kidnapping scene. There's a train. They escape the train. They fly off of the bowl. Because they hit the edge of the bowl. Because they hit the edge of the bowl. And now they're in their nursery, nursery again. They're in bed now. They're having and, nightmares. And they're having nightmares because mom's dead. They're going to lose the house. And Mary Poppins imparts some difficult to digest wisdom upon the children. <laughs> I get that this song was supposed to be written like, here's the sentimental, like, when things go wrong, right? be positive. Mm-hmm. But, you know... And it's also like, your memories are what matter. Right. All those types of things. But she compares a dead mom to a spoon. <laughs> right? <laughs> She's just like... 
maybe the spoon is some the the spoon is in the place where the lost things go. Mm-hmm. So your mother is in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> Again, agent surrounded of by spoons. <laughs> that is bad theology. Spoonatory. <laughs> yeah, this like connects back to like the father's opening song. He's like, "Where did you go?" And I was like. She is dead. <laughs> She's not So missing. she didn't leave your sense of remembering her is what you're struggling with, Michael. You need to own your feelings. <laughs> so needless to say, I, I don't like the place where the lost things go. This is the song, if I ever listen to this album, I just boop, skip. Right, I'm I like, this one. This is the one where like I get frustrated because I added the entire album to my library, but mm-hmm. I, you can't just delete certain songs, so then you have to go back... Oh. Delete the album and then specifically add the songs that you want. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, on Spotify, you can just take the song out. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's fine. Um, <laughs> I get stu- I already have it. I'm not. I'm not doing this. Um, so the bowl. So the bowl's broken. Mm-hmm. The yes. bowl is broken. And Mary Poppins is just like, we need to go to Diagon Alley. <laughs> yeah, this did give me big Diagon Alley vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For the magic, people will get their bowls fixed. Yeah. You know, if you've ever been to Universal Studios, you've been there. Right. Because we need to go to Diagon Alley mm-hmm. to get our mother's priceless. Mm-hmm. Dalton. Dalton. Royal Dalton. Royal Dalton bowl fixed. And so there's only one person who can perform such an action. Yes. And of course... It's Mary's cousin. Topsy. 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 Which is short. For oh. Meryl Streep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Yes. And uh, we have a quick fun fact here. Thank this you is disturbing. This uh, in the book, Mary Poppins comes back. Mary Poppins, co- Mary Poppins' cousin, Topsy, is male. And the reason for his world being upside down every second week is because his mother wanted a girl, which meant he was, quote, backwards from the beginning. That does not sound trans-inclusive. It's a little transphobic. I'm gonna say P.L. Travers wrote this in 1942, so it's still problematic. Oh, yes. But it's not J.K. Rowling problematic. Exactly. But we've got Meryl Streep. Yeah. She is a redhead. She is vaguely She's essentially Europe- a gypsy. Yeah, she's vaguely. She's yeah. a gypsy, yeah. right? Yeah. She's most likely Eastern European. Lynn Manuel mm-hmm. asks where she's from, and then Emily Blunt is like, no, no, no. You're, we do not have time for that. We don't have her whole backstory of how she went from the old country to here. But she's here, and she has a really perplexing situation. Every because- second Wednesday. From nine to noon, which is only three hours, but it's a very problematic three hours. Unless it's nine p.m. to noon, but then that, yeah, no, it's. But then that wouldn't be on the Wednesday, right? Because every morning on the second Wednesday of the month, her whole world turns upside down, literally, literally upside down. Again, I feel like you'd prepare for this. You'd prep. You know, you'd be like, ah, shit. (laughs) I forgot to move my table to the bolted position on the ceiling. Now I have to deal with it falling on my head. Right. And so this is a fun song where she just elaborates on how her life is difficult Mm -hmm. for three hours on every second Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Also, what time did they visit her? Uh, nine. Apparently, because... Yes, they watched it turn, so it had to be nine Oh, yeah, so... She got there at 8.59. Right yeah. They walked in, and she... in the door, she goes, not today. And Mary <laughs> Emily Blunt is like, I don't fucking care. I'm coming in! 
this whole movie is just another excuse of Mary Poppins being like, I don't fucking care what you want. This yeah. is my mission. And she walks in, 9, 859, 9 o'clock happens, and Mary she's like, here we go! And it <laughs> turns. They're just watching Meryl Streep hold on to the stairs. The kids are just like, what is going on? Is that Meryl Streep? (laughs) I loved her in the post. I love her in everything. So her world is upside down. And Mary Poppins' solution (laughs) is to do a headstand. (laughs) Literally. And she's like, you know what? On this day, A goes after Z. So that's cool. That's neat. That's what we've got. For this three hours, this is how we do this. Right. Um, But not before Meryl Streep assesses the value of the bowl. Yes. And she's just like, haha, it doesn't have any value. Money, though, because clearly this means a lot to you and your family. So, Mm -hmm. like, maybe value doesn't have to be monetary. As Adam said earlier, like, wasn't the Royal Dalton Bowl, like, plate, like, worth, like, two grand? I mean, today, yes. That's true. But, like, but back then it was just a plate. Well, no, back then, Royal Dalton was still expensive. But, not. but maybe it was, like, a fake. That's what I took away from it, is that, like, your mom always said this. It's like when your mom, it's like Ellen. She even says, like, I have a whole set of family jewels. They're probably fake anyway. It doesn't matter. I, like, ta- I take it much more as, like... It was worth something, but not the value they were thinking it was. Um, Because he had to pay off his entire... Because Michael had to pay off his entire year's worth of wage. As as a part-time bank teller. Right. So I took it as, like, this is valuable, but, like, you're not going to fix... how much a part-time bank teller would make in the early 1900s. I'm sure Adam could probably Google that. I was going to ask Google. Oh, I don't think... Google that shit! Google Google that that shit! shit. How much would a bank teller make in... 1935. How much would a part-time bank teller make in 1935? You you all keep going. In London. I'll I'll figure this out. So they're turning turtle. She's like, okay, but I I mean, I'll still fix it. Um, But it meant a lot to your mother, and honestly, that's what really matters, which is really heartwarming, and Mm -hmm. we love that. Bringing home that plot point. Yep. And so after this, um, the group runs into Jane because she's doing some organizing. Like community organizing. Um, and In her pants. <laughs> Between her and Jack. And Jack's like, okay, I have a crush on you since we were children. Um, and they're like, oh, cool. Hop on my handlebars, babe. Let's go to that rally. It's nice that he's so supportive of her. Mm-hmm. And because she literally supports him. In the co- earlier conversation with all of that, he goes, yeah, I know how much you do for all of us lampladders. And she's like, here's a flyer. Here's a flyer. Here's some resources available to you at this time. And so, like, they ride off into the sunset. And then the bank's children go to the bank. They sneak away. They hear of the sinister plot to... Because mm-hmm. they're outside with the candy dish. Yep. Which was a ploy by Colin Firth to make you think that he wasn't snaky and that he was just attractive. <laughs> no, 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 children. I have candy. I'm not sneaky. Quote Colin Firth, probably. Um, so they hear the plot to take their house, um, but, but like, like also other homes. But like, also, not only do they hear it, when they look in the door, they only see the shadows. And what does Georgie see? He sees the wolf. He sees the wolf. With the wolf. The, the thing. With, with a pocket watch. The pocket watch. Which is apparently a big plot point. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they freak out. They run to the lobby. They meet their dad. The dad's like, what's going on? 
evil Colin Firth comes down and he's just like, control your children or else I might, it would be a shame if your, you know, children were responsible for me firing you. Um, dad's upset. Yeah. Michael is upset, everyone. And Michael's upset because he's only making $13.45 an hour. Right. Oh, wait, what? $13.45 an hour. That's... But he works part-time. It's part-time. Yeah. And there's no benefits. And it's a sure. nice house that they have too. So it's right. not like. What did his wife do? It's he got it from his parents. Yeah. His dad oh, was well, like. Yeah. Remember, his dad was like in the bank. Yeah, he yeah. he was in the bank. There was a whole song about how banks was in the bank. Once again, I don't like Mary Poppins. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I just like Harry Potter, and therefore right. Mary Poppins are. Back strange. to the plot. Um, Michael so is upset. He's upset. Uh, he's like, "Go home. I will see you at home." And on their way home. They run into Jack, and we have just a wonderful musical number. We do. So the children's world right now is a little is a little foggy. What did you say? Dark. A little dark. A little dark and gloomy. Mm-hmm. But you know who's really good at lighting the way? Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel Miranda. Because <laughs> he's going to quote trip a little light fantastic. Yes. Now trip the trip the light fantastic is an odd phrase. That just means dancing. Yep. So we're just gonna dance. We're gonna dance. We're gonna we're gonna footloose it's, our way through this. It's the yeah. updated version of chim chimney chim chimney chim chimney chim chimney chim chimney chim chimney chim 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 chiru. Dig Van Dyke, if you're listening, I'm very sorry. Please fix this. If you're if ninety four year old ass is listening to this, please contact me. Um, <laughs> comment, he's certainly not. <laughs> you're old, and I respect you. Please be right. in my life. So I love this song. Mm-hmm. This song is so much fun. It mm-hmm. is very. This fun. is the this is the bop. It's, this it is, is number one. There's just mm-hmm. there's so many extended dance breaks. There's BMX biking for some there's a reason. Lot of bicycling. There's magic. Yeah. There's. Mary Poppins speaking the language of the lamplighters. Yeah. There's this dude who looks exactly like Bruno Mars, but isn't Bruno. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes, he yes. shows up later at the festival. He's yes. the one who gives them the whole thing about thing about Leary speak. Yes, yeah. it's like it's Leary speak. It's like, do you yeah. speak Leary? Of course she does. She's Mary freaking Poppins, which is like the street version of like diner speak. Yeah. And so, this dude who may or may not be Bruno Mars, I know it's not, but I really wish it was. We're gonna pretend it is. Because if it was, it would just be, dare I say, 24 karat magic. Anywho, so wonderful dancing. So, dancing occurs. Um... It's just, it's so upbeat. The tempo is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, like, the transitions are great because towards the end, Lynn throws up his torch in the sky. It comes down and he catches it. And, and now they're, they're all on. marching. Yep, they're all marching on Cherry Tree, Tree Lane. Lane. And then, like, it, the song ends. And then Michael comes out and he's just like, Where have you been? Where, where have you been? I've been worried sick. And he's yeah. just like, He's freaking out. He's having a tough day. Yeah. But then his children are just like, Dad, you're distressed because mom's dead. She's in the last place with a bunch of forks. And he's just like, well, aren't you a bunch of smart kids? I'm going to cry now. I'm going to cry now. Yeah. And so, like, that's the reprise to that song. And then we cut forward a little bit to them moving. Like, the house is empty. It's Friday. It's, it's Friday. It's Friday. Don't forget this. Gotta get down on, on Friday. Monday. <laughs> yeah. So they're all packed. The house is empty. And then they're about to leave. And then Georgie's, they see Georgie's kite and... Dad's like, 
we don't really need to bring this. Yeah. It's kind of tattered. Right. But look how well you repaired it. Right. I, what did he repair it with, friends? Oh, he repaired it with the bank shares. With the bank share. The mm. banks is bank shares. No, banks is bank share share shares. Share share shares. Yes. And so they're like, oh my gosh, do we have time? We have seven, seven minutes. Seven minutes. To get from Cherry Tree Lane to like... The downtown, the financial banking district. fiduciary, right? The finance yeah. district, and they're yes. like, "Man, if only we could turn back time." <laughs> but oh wait, <laughs> that's impossible, or is, is it? it? Magic. Turns out it's not impossible. It just if you have a whole group of lamp. Is the implication that modern time is actually seven minutes off <laughs> because of Mary Poppins? Because of Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Or was it because their neighbor was right all along? I guess we'll never Captain, know. Ca- was it Captain Admiral? I think it's Admiral. Ca- Captain Admiral. Ca- Ca- Captain Admiral. Admiral Captain Captain. <laughs> Cap- Admiral Captain Crunch. Admiral- That's Mr. Admiral Captain Captain to you, sir? <laughs> Admiral Boom. Admiral Boom. That's right. Admiral Boom was like, I knew it all along! So this sequence, this climax is is pretty wild. It's a bit Cause of here, a stretch. Because here's the plot. Here's the plan. The lamplighters, all 800 of them. Apparently. Because they all appear out of the fog. I don't know how they communicated this. Did they sound... Smoke signal. Did they light the fires of Gondor? Were they like... They probably all live together. <laughs> in one they house. live in one apartment. <laughs> Next door to the banks, apparently. Because they, they got were fast. roommates. So, the plan... The of newsies. The plan... Is that all of the lamplighters are going to go turn back the time on Big Ben. Yes. Which involves climbing and scaling the side of Big Ben with a hundred different six-foot ladders. Mm -hmm. It's like free solo. Yes. But London. So they're all climbing the exterior. They're doing some parkour stuff to get up there. Mm -hmm. And then Jack turns off the light at uh, at Big Ben. Mm -hmm. And... So at the bank, they're just like, oh no, what time is it? Yeah. Because they were still at the office. They're still working because they have strong work ethics. Like, give them, they might be evil, but they have strong work ethics. They're (laughs) capitalists. Yes, Corinne, they are capitalists. Yes. But they have great work ethics. And they're, because they're still, they're still there at midnight. They're still there at midnight. Do not, mm, me. They have, they, they have their success because they have manipulated through strong work ethics, the structures of our socio-economic, like, the way we run society. They explore poor people, everyone. Moving on. Moving on. Thank you, Corinne. Um, So they're like, oh no, what time is it? And then the banks show up. Yeah. And they're like, we have the thing. And then Mary Poppins turns up and, like, turns back the clock. They turn Mm -hmm. back on the lights. Yeah. And finally Big Ben rings at midnight at the time that Admiral Boom Mm -hmm. says is the proper time. When Admiral Boom says boom. Yes. Mm -hmm. But Colin Firth is kind of a dick. He's he's, not kind of a dick. So he is the dick of this movie. But he's not the dick. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. So, So he's just like... Okay, so I don't even care if you have the shares. It's too late. I'm going to repossess this home and all of London. And then all of a sudden... The dick shows up. The and dick who? shows up. Dick Van Dyke, everyone. So this dude performs... He's, he comes out of another room. He, he does like, a dramatic entrance. Like, he was standing there the entire time waiting, waiting. to throw open the door. Because <laughs> he's 94 fucking years old. 
Because Dick Van Dyke knows how to make a fucking entrance. <laughs> My God. And he just busts out of the this like side room. Yes. And he's like, listen here, nephew, you can't run shit. You get, get out of here. Of garbage. Get the hell out of here. People have seen that. That's fucked up. Like, please stop. And so Colin Firth, shame, walks away. And then Dick Van Dyke dances. He does. And he does it really well. No editing, no special effects. That's just it's just him dancing. Except that he puts his legs up on the desk and he can't get him down by himself. And I wonder if that was in the script or if that was genuinely Dick Van Dyke's like, oh shit. Mom, I need to Help! So, like, he dances. I, like, I remember mm. people clapping yes. in the audience when this happened. They were like, oh my gosh, it's Dick Van Dyke dancing! Yeah. And I was just like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. I don't even like Mary Poppins Uno, but, like, but this is am. this is cool to watch yeah. this because it's Dick Van Dyke dancing mm-hmm. in 2018. And so he's just like, don't worry, you got your shares, we're all good, don't worry about it, house is yours. Success! Because, apparently, Michael, when he was young, was a charitable young fellow, but then was like, no, I'm not gonna give it to this woman, I'm gonna give it to my dad, because my dad needs help. And then they gave it to the bank, and the bank invested it at a ridiculous interest rate that no longer exists under late-stage capitalism. So, the banks are loaded now. <laughs> yeah. But they're not. They, they, they are. They're comfortable now. Yes, they are. As they would say, we're well off. They are, they are, they are comfortable. They are fortunate mm-hmm. now. They are blessed. They are blessed. <laughs> so they get to keep the house. Yeah. And like they're walking, we cut, we flash forward a little bit, and everything is now more brightly colored than it was. Yes, really pink. Yes, because soon the slum will disappear. And it will what? just be an hour and forty-five minutes. That's yep. all it took, everyone. It and, just took a week. And now yeah. it's like the spring carnival. Yeah, and everything's pink. Because the cherry blossoms have yes. bloomed. So now yeah. there's like now there's a Ferris wheel. Yeah. And Michael gets it. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> He's now happy again because he's uh, not, you know, because depressed he, because of his financial woes. He found the whimsy, but Adam, he's about to find even more whimsy. So, like, he he's happy now, but he hasn't quite okay. located the whimsy. <laughs> he knows it's out there because Angela Lansbury has to point him in the direction of the whimsy, which is. Yeah. A balloon. A, a purple balloon. A purple, purple balloon. balloon. Yes. So she is the balloon lady. And I was so happy when I saw this. Yeah. I was just like, oh my god. She it's... starts talking and I was like, is that the teapot? It's the teapot. <laughs> and it's at this point in the movie where like everything is happy and you can't help but smile. Yeah. Like this is the perfect picture ending. And Angela Lansbury's here giving out balloons and she's like, be careful. Like, do not choose the right one. Like, pick the one that calls to you. Yeah. And so everyone picks their balloon, and it turns out... This is kind of scary as shit to me. <laughs> but frankly. If you hold on to one of these balloons, Adam, you will fly away. <laughs> Which is kind of... Like, you can float, too? Like You'll they float, too? They don't come down. They the don't. Because there's nowhere to go. But up. But up. Yeah, into do the Do they strat- go to space? <laughs> no, strat- they come back down. They go home. But you just said there's nowhere to go but up. That's not my plot hole. It's the movies. Okay. I, I, tell also, me Angela we, Lansbury. But like, also, we might have discussed this before, but it was almost Julie Andrews. Yes. So this was supposed to be Julie Andrews' cameo as yeah, I, I the balloon cried. woman. 
Um, but when approached by Disney, she basically was like, oh no, dear. This is Emily Blunt's movie, and this is her time to be Mary Poppins. I don't want to outshine her in a cameo role, so I will not be in the film, because she's a fucking queen. Damn right Literally she is, Emily Blunt. The yeah. queen of Genovia. <laughs> so, Julie Andrews, being amazing, was like, no, I'm not going to. And they're like, alright, we have to have someone here. Emily Blunt it is. Emily Blunt is Mary Poppins, and I guess we'll have Balloon Lady be the teapot. So, fun facts about Emily Blunt, and I mentioned this earlier, but didn't provide any follow-up detail. Mm. So, Julie Andrews was pregnant at the time that they were going to start filming, so mm. they delayed filming. Mm. Emily Blunt was also pregnant at the time that they were going to start filming, and then they delayed filming. That is why I said that comment earlier about her being pregnant and then just provided no additional details. There's the closure you so desperately seek. Joe had to add his own little bit of foreshadowing to, mo- to a movie. Like, to <laughs> this whole time you're like, but what about the baby? I, you're like, is the <laughs> baby? The child? You're like, is the baby in this? No, it's not. The but child. like, there's, there's just another. Just the child's Harry Potter. Um, no, the child is baby Yoda. It's, <laughs> oh my God. What? Disney can't let it be that powerful. The child, the Mandalorian Joe. It's all connected. Um, there's a nice moment when Colin Firth tries to take a balloon and it goes up and then immediately falls down and and Angela's just like ah, well Sorry, there's nowhere to go but up <laughs> um, so everyone it's a beautiful happy ending it kind of like they're all floating in the sky and Mary Poppins is talking to Angela Lansbury mm-hmm. and Angela Lansbury says Ah, the grown-ups will all forget by tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. Mary Poppins is like, they always do. Mm -hmm. And Mary Poppins gets her balloon, and then she floats up, and it's a happy ending. The end. The end. They get the house. Life is good. But it's a cliffhanger. Do Jane and Jack get together? I'm going to say yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, Admiral Boone even was like, take care of that girl! And he's just like, I will, sigh. In his Cockney accent, yeah. which is um, very aggressive for a. So that's Mary Poppins. Let's play. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. We're gonna play, rehash the cast. Yes. So Corinne, because you're new here, um, mm. every movie has a long list of people who were potentially almost casted in certain roles before we arrived at our final cast. Yes. Oh yeah. And rehash the cast. We go through these potential recastings, okay. and we pick our dream team. Keeping in mind that some of these castings may completely change the tone of the entire movie. God bless. We're going to start with Mary Poppins. We ready to jump into Rehash the Cast? Let's do it. So you got Emily Blunt, right? Mm -hmm. But what about Kate Blanchett, Blake Lively, or Scar Jo, Scarlett Johansson? Are we locking in Emily Blunt? I want to, I'm personally locking in Emily Blunt. Same. Oh, 100%. Blake Lively, I don't know if she can sing. Uh, that's gonna be a reoccurring theme with some of these and other. And would she rehashes. have gone? Would she have gone? Would she have worn a wig? Gone brunette? What's the deal? How does yeah. this work? Tell me. Tell me. I could see her. I would say out of all of those, Blake Lively would be my top. She would be my second choice to Emily Blunt. Mm. I think she's just she's mild to be. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I really, I, I'm sticking with Emily. Yeah. I'm locking in Blunt. Yeah. So moving on to William Wilkins. This is the evil. the villain. Evil, sneaky, but cute? Attractive. Attractive. <laughs> sneaky, but attractive Colin Firth. So, of course, we had Colin Firth. But would you also have en- enjoyed seeing... This is amazing. Robert De Niro. 
<laughs> you laid on your house payments, Faka. I'm, I'm gonna take your house. I'm gonna take your house. Is he Italian uh, now? Danny DeVito. Is he also Italian? We're taking now? the banks' house. <laughs> Jack Black. <laughs> I want your house, Banks. Here's me doing a little dance. Have you seen that dance he does in the yeah. short shorts in his yeah. backyard? Uh, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I like that because that would mean that he would just be playing Jack Donaghy from 30 Rock. Yeah. Yes. And I'm okay with that. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> just so gross. Just, are too hello there, I'd like to take your house banks. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris Pratt. <laughs> this one is the one on this list out That's of all... Wild. No, this is the second on, to most on. surprising Here's one. Here's the most list. surprising one. Louis C.K. <laughs> Which, the timing... <laughs> Of that would have been bad. <laughs> Which is probably why they didn't pick him. So if I'm going, like, I liked Colin Firth as he was, but I think Alec Baldwin gives you the same vibe of, like, yes. I am friendly, but I am also suave and a greedy capitalist. I would have... I think everyone else, or almost every, like, Robert De Niro, no. Out of no. place. D- Danny DeVito, it's Already not a comedy. Super out of, well, it kind of is. It's but, not, it's but it's not, like, branded as a comedy. Yes. So I think you could have probably have swapped Alec Baldwin in and the same, like, they would have played this, the character very similar. I think the answer is Alec Baldwin. I'm going to stick with Colin Firth just because British. It's like, That's true. He is. He does have the British factor, but I also yeah. agree why you would pick Alec Baldwin. I like I think Alec they would, Baldwin. Yeah. I think they would deliver the same energy. Mm-hmm. And I think Alec Baldwin plays a very menacing capitalist, a.k.a. Jack, Jack Donaghy. Right? Like, I've yeah. seen him play it. I know that he does it well. He's in that well. conglomerate that yeah. I don't remember the name of right now. Um, Michael Banks. So this is this is the the elder of the Banks child, children. <laughs> Our options, Corinne. Mm-hmm. Do not look at the list. Do not spoil Sorry. the list. We have Steve Carell. We have Joe McHale. <laughs> we have Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> We have Andy Samberg, and we have Bill Hader. How <laughs> did any of them make this list? But how did they all make the list in some guy we've never heard of before? Because all of these people would have been so out of character. Yeah, Andy Samberg can't be that sad. Bill Hader is Bill Hader in everything. Yeah. Right. Um, Robert Downey Jr. would have been uncomfortable, I feel like. It would have, yeah. yeah. Mm. It would kind of been like the new Mr. Doolittle. Um, Steve Carell, no. no. Where did Joe McHale come from? What was that? Maybe they were just spitballing. I'm locking in on the same guy we have now whose name I do not know. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Because even if you think about, like, it, like, when people listen to this podcast, they're going to be like, well, Emily Blunt plays Mary Poppins, but half the time we refer to her as Emily Blunt. We refer to Meryl Streep as Meryl Streep. So I think they just needed someone in this film who was like, Oh, well, you it's are you are Michael Banks because we right. don't know your real name. Like, yeah. just imagine. It would be like, why is Michael Scott in this movie? Imagine, yeah, imagine Steve Carell mm-hmm. singing, like, you know, a conversation with no. his dead wife. No. No, 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 no. this guy. Yeah. I don't like got. it. So now we're going to move to Jane Banks. Jane Banks. <clears throat> um, Emily Mortimer. So we had Emily Mortimer, who's a very British, very British actress. But it could have also been. Could have been. Amanda Seyfried. 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 I don't think she plays old enough well. No. No. I wouldn't have liked it. I'll save the most surprising one for last. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard. 
I'm also just gonna veto. Which, like, no. I can't remember who that is off the top of my head. Uh, Jurassic World. She's business lady in Jurassic Jurassic World World. with a red. She's the redhead. If you saw the nosedive episode of Black Mirror, no. She's she's more of a director. Okay, she's more of a director now than she is an actress. Uh, Eric Kendrick. There's not a single cup in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And the most surprising one, Aquafina. What in the fuck was the idea here? Like, how does that work? The original Jane was not Asian. There were no minorities in the original Mary Poppins, Ex- and now all of but a like sudden, how, Jane like, is Asian. Yeah, that's wild. I'm gonna lock in with Emily Mortimer. Like she is British, and I think the kind of like she plays the character so well. I just don't yeah. like this list. Yeah, it no. makes no sense. Anna Kendrick is like like the listings for who would have been the new Mary Poppins was tighter than this one by far. Like, where did Aquafina come? Like, from? if you would have given me like a Kate Blanchett for Jane, I could have gone for that. I can see that. So, Jack, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm. This one is also somewhat wild to me. I get it. Because we're coming out strong with Ashton Kutcher. Wow. What? Yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell. No. No. Seth Rogen. Oh, God. <laughs> Keegan-Michael Key. <laughs> oh, Mary, God, Mary, Mary Poppins. <laughs> 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 I'm Seth Rogen. <laughs> uh, Keegan-Michael Key. Which, I, okay. Wouldn't it be horrible? I just don't, no, I, it's fine. James Corden. He and Emily Blunt do too much together. Too yeah. much, too much. Yeah, too much. Um, Zac Efron. No. I think too young. Too hot. Too, too young, too hot. No. Or, because this takes place in Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> That's, this is when the theory... That's probably why it could not have taken place. Like, that's why they couldn't have picked Daniel Radcliffe. Because... they could have been like, you can't be Jack and Harry Potter. Right. I, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda is not funny. And Jack is not supposed to be a funny character. Mm-hmm. And so many people on that list are too explicitly funny mm-hmm. to have played a character who, like, has a good amount of whimsy, but right. is not, like, funny. And Zac Efron, too young, too hot. Cool, so we're sticking with... Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. So the only person we might have changed potentially could have been Colin Firth to Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yep. that's it. Everything else is perfect. Yeah, so. well done. So now... fi- no, this is mine. You don't get this segment. Oh, now we get to own parts of the podcast. Yes, I came up with this, well, in the bathroom one time. I am owning this segment. I own the scale then. Fine. Okay. So, Corinne, my favorite game we play. Mm-hmm. It's called share with share, which means that you have to share a part of this movie with share. Now, take share, the greatest actress of all time, and you have to place her in a major role in this movie. Who is she playing? Ready, set, go. Cher's Topsy. Absolutely. She's Topsy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Meryl Streep, but like. Cher just has that, like, eclectic energy and just, like, that regalness Mm -hmm. that, like, Topsy has. And, like, she's not a Mary Poppins and she's not a Jane. And then the only other role, like... Imagine Mary Poppins is Cher. (laughs) Come on, my children. (laughs) We're suddenly in the 1970s. (laughs) But, yeah, no, Cher would definitely be... 
Topsy. Topsy. I would I would agree. I mean, I do you... sometimes will admit to listeners that I get Cher and Shania Twain mixed up. Wait, you get Cher <laughs> and Shania Twain mixed up? Why and In how? Because they kind of look the same. I know they're very different people. But like, I, Corinne, I usually support you. I really do. This is this one. I know, but if there's something you're not gonna support me in, it's my brain mixing up to. Sharon Shania Twain. They don't look at all the same. What are you talking about? Shania Twain. Man, I feel like a woman. (laughs) Put Cher in. Yes. See. They're not. No, Cher has much more of an if you're elongated at home, face. And if you're at home, has Google it. Face. I like how people are also like Rihanna on this Google search. What? They're not. No. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's fine. Oh, I was just like admitting that to my listeners. I will say, I think the only funny thing that I like, Cher's Mary Poppins isn't funny enough for me. Cher as Jack. Is really funny. Oh, Cher oh. as Jack is hilarious. Or Cher as Shoot the William Wilkins. I was gonna say maybe Cher, like Cher, is the evil. She's bad business bitch. <laughs> Cher is bad business bitch. No, it's Wendy Cher Wilkins as now. bad biz- as Dick Van Dyke's character. Oh my god. <laughs> so when you think. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Triple little lot fantastic with me. Okay, absolutely solid. Let's get to the scale. Yeah, so the scale, uh, of course, we always use a different scale, uh, whether it's charts, official, like, Richter scale, I think was the first one we used. Yeah. Um, this is um, the scale we're using today to measure how good Mary Poppins Returns is, is from uh, metro.co.uk. Uh, the 13 most beautiful tube stations in the London underground. Because this movie is oppressively British, we must also do a scale that is oppressively British. And yes. what's more British than the tube? Than the tube. Uh, mind the gap. Why mind the gap. Two? So, uh, we're gonna, there's 13 here, we're going to use top five. So mm-hmm. if this is a number five, this is garbage, this is a horrible movie musical. If it's a one, it's it's a gold star. Really? It's a winner. One is, we're not going one to five? We're going five to one? Do you want to have it that way? I mean, I, this uh, is no, not... because on this scale, one is the most beautiful. Yeah, of so oh, the okay. two. number uh, one most beautiful. We okay. usually match the scale, so I like on the Richter say, this scale, is your podcast. like on the Richter scale, I haven't taken over yet. like a high number would be, you know, the most impactful. Mm-hmm. But in this case, okay, hit me with the scale. I have to go make so, dinner soon. So <laughs> fair. So uh, number one, if this is if this is a gold, this is a Westminster. And we'll read the descriptions if you choose this one. Number two is Southwark. Number three is Leytonston. Number four is East Finchley. And five is Gloucester Road. So, what, in Mary Poppins, your opinion, Mary Poppins Returns, what is this? Is Did this... you read me the tube station? I think again? it's actually, no, it, you're not going off the tubes. You're giving it a, a rating oh. on like one, one to it's five. It's a one to five. And then if, whatever one you choose, I'll read the description of that tube station. Yeah. I'm actually going to give it... I'm going to give it a one and a half, which is not a real thing. Okay. <laughs> so so is a one. That, is a... it 1.5 as in it was really good but not quite good, or 1.5 as in it was so, so good is it beyond the scale? Is it more 1.49 or 1.51? Like Oh, are we rounding up or down? Yeah, I need to round. Like, it's not the best movie I've ever seen. I will admit, if that's what the one is. So maybe, but I don't know what... It's a two. I would say it's a two. It's so fun, so joyful. 
The musical numbers are great, but I think there's also some parts where I'm like, why is this in here? So I think it's not quite perfect, but it's still a very good movie, and I would probably watch it again. So a two is Southwark. The description for this tube station reads, Director Danny Boyle shot scenes for his recent thriller <laughs> Trance in Southwark Station, but don't let that put you off. Designed by architect Sir Richard McCormick, this is a real gem in London's tube crown. All the more so because the initial plans for the Jubilee line didn't include the station between Waterloo and London Bridge. If every tube station was as bright and bold and beautiful as Southwark, none of us would ever make it into work. Yeah, that's wow. a solid description for why I went through this. Mary it's, like, it's bold, returns. it's beautiful, but like... And like, yeah, because it's hard to compare this to other movies when this is just so fun and bright. Mm-hmm. But also a little bit about class warfare. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair now, enough. Joe, where are you putting Mary Poppins? I'm sticking it. I'm going with Colleen. I'm going with Southwark. Who's um, Colleen? Or, Corinne. Wow. Colleen, Corinne. Wow. I'm tired. It's been a long day. Been up. We've been podcasting for like, what, 12 hours now? Oh, goodness. Hour God. seven. Um, I'm going with Southwark, and I'm agreeing with Corinne. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to me, it's like, the only reason it's not perfect is because it's like a sequel. And I yeah. know that's such a cop out, but yeah. like I first of all, it stands on its own. Yes. Mm-hmm. Really. Like I can watch this without even thinking about the original. Mm-hmm. Um I <laughs> there are some heavy themes in this, and I will say my only 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 issue with this is tone. Because you go from very you know, joyous jubilee, like Royal Dalton Music Hall, mm-hmm. to like the children are about to be murdered by Colin Firth. As a wolf. The the right. entire plot hinges on the repossession of these children's t- childhood home. Like, there's just so many heavy mm-hmm. themes Which where you're also like, their father's childhood home. Yes, you're like, there's just so this is heavy. Like, mm-hmm. it's cute because they're learning life lessons and mm-hmm. it's Mary Poppins. But like, oh my god, that's heavy. Yeah. It's it's a lot. I am yeah. I agree. I'm moving to two as well because similar to Joe. It's a sequel. Mm-hmm. And But again, this has its own. And yeah, there's a lot of tonal inconsistencies in this movie as well. Again, as you just said, like It bounces. It easily. bounces a lot. And which is fine, but like this truly falls into what I would call, like, a family film. Like, there's the darker elements for, like, the parents to enjoy, and there's the lighter moments for the kids to enjoy. Like, the darker moments are going to go over the kids' heads. Like, the whole idea of, like, foreclosure But and it's a that. Christmas movie. Like, why are we... Right. Like, why is that the content? To me, the con- the adult content is during the a cover is not the book, where mm-hmm. it's, like, the mild burlesque. Like, that's for the parents. Mm. Not the foreclosure. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, who is the who, who is the foreclosure for? It's for the. It's for the plot, but like, yeah. it's just it's it's a tough plot point. But I don't know. I, and at the same time, I don't know what they would have done. Like, is Michael dying from black lung? His, like, his wife already died. Like, right, yeah. right. I don't know. It's a two, but it's just so. Yeah. It's so happy. It is. It's such a feel good. I felt so good watching it today yeah. and it's mm-hmm. just it always makes me happy the music it is, is great a good movie. it's such a feel good it ends on a happy note and it's mm-hmm. just it's it's a crowd pleaser it is and if you can't enjoy this movie you know what you don't have the whimsy the whimsy the whimsy. whimsy this has been another episode of of stage rant we have yet to decide what we talk about next week so we'll see you then with whatever we're going to talk to be, be uh, talking about 
Jay, I see the gears turning. Do you... Are we making a, a, a sudden death announcement? Just a spur of the moment? I want you to have an option in your head, uh-huh. and I'll have an option in my head, and then mm-hmm. Corinne will choose the winner. Oh! Can I count us down? Yeah. Okay. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Let me think of that real quick. Vamp a while. Go ahead. Talk about what's going on in your life, Corinne. Talk about just... social justice and stuff. Just go ahead and just talk. Um... <laughs> Apparently, Adam, a man who has a musical podcast, is having a really hard time thinking of a musical Imagine if we say the same musical at the same time. Then it's destiny. Destiny. Well, so one thing we've been doing is we've been kind of going back and forth between like lighthearted musicals and like more serious, quote unquote, mm. musicals. So next it would be a serious musical. Like before this was Chicago, which I wouldn't say was a serious musical, but it's a more. There's like, also not a ton of serious musicals. Right. Like we covered the two. Right. Phantom and Lame is, and even then, Phantoms. No. Goofy at yeah, times. You're wasting thinking time. Yeah. No, I'm stalling because I'm mm, thinking. He's stalling everyone. You get three seconds, and then Corinne will count us down. Three, two, one. Uh, I'm going to count to three, and then count down from three. Okay, mm. go. One, two, three. <gasps> three, two, one. Burlesque. Sound of music. Oh. Yeah, go with that one. <laughs> Go with burlesque. Go with bur- I'm telling you now, Corinne, go with burlesque. Unless you want to torture Joe with Sound of Music. Which means I'd also be tortured with Sound of Music. You are 16, I'm going on 38. <laughs> I might be a Nazi. We can pick... Hey. I will pick burlesque because I think you two would rather much... Corinne, you've chosen what? I was going to say... From the discussion that you two had, well, I could have been the objective picker. I will pick burlesque for you all to discuss and talk about. But I will admit to you right here and right now, The Sound of Music is my favorite movie. Really? Wait, like your favorite like, of all time? You know there's other movies, right? <laughs> like, there's better ones out there. Okay. This is, you locking it, really? That, well, yeah, on my personal favorite. Yeah, for you, for yeah, you. yeah, my personal favorite movie, Sound of Music, one hundred percent. But you guys can watch Burlesque. God, I have so many follow up questions for you. Okay, join us on stage right next week when we talk about Burlesque with our homegirl Cher and Christina Aguilera. Oh, you don't even have to share with Cher. Cher's already there. Actually, no, we're still gonna we're play. Gonna you have to put her Cher. in a different role. Cher plays two characters. Everyone, stay tuned for next yeah. week's episode of Stage Rant. Find Stage Rant on any of your podcasting services yes. where you uh, where you get your podcasts. Yeah. Follow us on social media and uh, we don't have a social media, but okay, yeah. maybe I'll make one. Maybe do a hashtag or something. If you listen to it, tell your friends about it. Tell. So- Tell your best friend, tell your worst friend, tell your best enemy, tell your worst enemy. Are you on a road trip? Are you working in an office and you don't want to accomplish things at work? Are you stuck in quarantine? Stage Rant. Stage Rant. Stage. Just follow Stage Rant on Spotify. Hey! hey. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts in particular, hey, give us a good rating. Give us a five-star rating. Give, give us a review. Give us a good rating. Leave some feedback. It. We love to hear it. Uh, this has been another episode of... Stage Rant. Uh, Stage Rant.